Please rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. On the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the man said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please. Christ is risen. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen from the dead. We've left the darkness of Good Friday behind us, the gloom of the crucifixion, the hastily buried body, the dank smell of the tomb hewn from the rock. The reverberating boom as the great stone is rolled into place. The desertion of the disciples. The wailing of the women. And the mourning of Jesus' mother. All past, all behind us. Friday was a day of darkness. Saturday was a day of darkness. Sunday, Easter, is a day of light. Resurrection light, resurrection joy. But the women in our reading this morning didn't know that. <laughs> Not yet. They started for the tomb in the early darkness, uh, in the early, early part of the morning. They were expecting to find there in the tomb a dead body. They had bought spices and prepared them. They had not had time on Friday. Now they were going to do it right and care for the man that they loved. But when they got to the tomb, they were confused. The stone is rolled away. The body is gone. Where is Jesus? His body had disappeared and they are at a loss. And then angels appear next to them and these heavenly beings frighten the women and they fall down on their faces to the ground 
But the angels have not come to frighten the women. They have come to share with them the good news, to give them hope, and to bring faith back to life in them. Not through the power of fear, but with the simple message that Jesus is no longer in the tomb. Christ is risen. Jesus died at the hands of sinners, but now on the third day he has risen from the dead just as he promised that he would do. He is not here in the tomb, and the women need to hear that good news. And our text this morning says that they also then remember Jesus' words to them, and they believe. Even though Jesus is not standing there in front of them, and although all they have seen are some angels and the empty tomb, they run to tell his disciples, who are still huddled in the darkness of fear and unbelief, that the Lord is alive, that he has risen from the dead. Fear and confusion have given way to faith and confession. And this Easter message is certainly important for us to hear today. We who are so often struggling with some of these same emotions, confusion, fear, not because a stone has been rolled away or because we've seen some heavenly beings, but because we are beset by all that this life throws at us. Russia amasses troops on the border of a sovereign nation and then invades. And Ukraine's cities are attacked and buildings are bombed. Hospitals, apartment buildings, train stations, evacuation corridors, schools. And amid all the death and destruction and turmoil and suffering, we, although we are nearly on the other side of the world from them, we wonder, perhaps, where is Jesus? A shooter goes on a rampage in a Brooklyn subway station. Ten people are shot, many more are injured in the ensuing chaos. People who are just on their way home from work or going to see relatives or going shopping end up in the hospital. And maybe we wonder, where is Jesus? A pandemic sweeps across our nation and across the globe. And at first we lock down in an effort to combat it and to keep our health care system from being overwhelmed. But then weeks turn into months, turn into years. People start taking sides, mask, don't mask, lock down, remain open, close the business, keep it open, get the vaccine, get the booster or not. The economy takes a hit. We don't know who to trust. And there is fear and confusion. And maybe we wonder, where is Jesus? It is of the greatest import 
that the messengers, those are the angels, that's what the word angel means, these messengers of God at the tomb tell the women who are seeking the body of Jesus, he is not here because Jesus is no longer dead. Christ is risen. And it's important that we hear the good news of his resurrection as well. And so we read, we remember, we rehearse the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' crucifixion as the Lamb bearing our sins in his body on the cross. And it's imperative that we understand that he died, that he was buried, and that he rose from the dead. Death has not had the victory. And we hear too, and we rejoice in the message given to the women by the angels, he is not here, he has risen. But the message to us today is that he has risen, he is now here. When war rages, when the world is unsettled, when evil rises up and people are hurt, when a pandemic wreaks havoc on a global scale, when we are afraid and confused, and when we ask, where is Jesus? The answer comes. He is now here. He is with us now. And you might ask, where? Where is Jesus? Well, we saw it this morning at the baptismal font. Before the service, someone poured some water into this basin here. The family came and sat up front. Uh, and uh, then when the time is right, they came forward. And Jamie was laid down over the water. And Pastor Willits three times poured the water on her head. And we named not only Jamie, but also the triune God. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit put his name on Jamie. Also now, Jesus dwells in Jamie. Where is Jesus at that moment? Well, he is risen from the dead, and he is alive, and he is living within his saints. And we ask, where is Jesus? And then we look at the altar. Before the service, the altar guild placed communion wafers and wine up here. And uh, pretty soon we're going to hear the familiar words, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for your forgiveness. You come forward, you kneel at the rail. The bread is placed into your hands and then into your mouth. The sip of wine rolls across your tongue. He is risen. He is now here. He is alive. He lives in you. He renews your faith and your hope once again. He is not in the tomb. He is here in our midst, in our church, in your life. Confusion and fear give way to confident faith and hope. Where is Jesus? Just open a Bible and read there promises where Jesus says, Behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
Or read where Paul writes, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Or read in John, where Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Now listen to what Isaiah says in our Old Testament reading today. A day is going to come when Jesus is going to return. And then we will all see him face to face. All of creation is going to be remade. Old age will not take away our strength. It won't take away our breath. All creation will live in peaceful harmony. No more anger, no more hate, no more war. No more grief, but only rejoicing. Only one great last enemy to be defeated, to be destroyed, and that is death. And Jesus has already defeated death. He was the first fruits, our reading says, the first one to leave the tomb empty, never to die again. And we will follow on that last day, on that day of resurrection, as we call it. We will leave our tombs, our graves, never to die again. And when we read passages like these from God's Word, then Jesus is here and he is moving within you, working within you, fortifying your faith, renewing your hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this Easter morning, this Easter Sunday, we remember what the women did after they had received this message from the angels, after their faith had come to life again, after hope had been dispelled, after hope had dispelled their gloom. <laughs> Our reading said, And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. They ran to tell the disciples. They didn't stay there at the tomb. They went back and continued their lives with the living, risen Christ with them. And this is what we do today as well. We leave this service where Jesus has been in our midst because, of course, he promises that where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there with them. And we leave and we go back to our lives. And you know what? Russia and Ukraine are still going to be at war. And there are going to be other terror attacks and random acts of violence. And there's going to be sickness and even death. But we do not go back to our lives alone. We go back with Jesus. And we go back with a powerful message of hope and joy because Christ is risen. He is And it's important to note, too, that we do not cling to the false hope that life is going to be easy. But we cling to the rock-solid hope that we have as Christians, believing in a risen Savior who is in the midst of us, even in our troubles, there with us, giving us strength for each day of our lives, forgiving our sins, comforting us 
in each trial, assuring us of his continued and lasting presence with us. Jesus is alive. As he told the disciples, he would be. He told them plainly. He said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And we believe that. We believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, because God has given us the faith to believe. The Holy Spirit, who is in you, has revealed that truth to you. Working through the witnesses, through the word that has been handed down by the church, the body of Christ on earth. The church that gives witness to his atoning death and to his incredible, magnificent resurrection from the dead. Even that faith that we have is a gift of God. And because we believe, we confess, just as the women did as they returned from the tomb, just as the disciples did who stood up at Pentecost and preached Jesus Christ crucified for the sins of the world, crucified for every one of your sins and my sins, and risen from the dead, alive today, alive forevermore. We profess and we confess and we testify to the fact that Christ is risen. He is risen and he is now here with us. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.